In John 10, 27, the Bible says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Welcome to the Brookwood Church Sunday Message Podcast. When was the last time you heard God speak? What did he say? What was the result? And today, we begin a new series called Hearing God. And the weeks ahead, our prayer and hope is for you to be enabled to hear God speak so your intimacy in him will grow, which will transform your life. Today's episode, Does God Speak? Here's founding senior pastor, Barry Duggar. I want to encourage you. You know, sometimes we thank goodness, where's our culture going? But all of these people on stage, except for these old guys, are all either in high school or in college. They'll be leading Adventure Week. They'll be leading Adventure Week this, this week to in, inspire children. New series of messages started today entitled Hearing God. And we begin this series by asking today's title, today's message, Does God Speak? Now, let me say this as we start. I hope that you know me well enough to know I'm not going to spiritualize everything and um, not going to be condescending to people. So if you say, I don't know whether God speaks or not, you're in a good place because you're here. And I can tell you that for many, many years, I believed that God spoke only through the Bible. And this was even many years in ministry. God actually broke through to me personally at a, you know, at a, at a time of distress. And I came to understand that God would speak to me. And many of you have had that experience. But if you're one who might even be skeptical, you're welcome. We want you here because we're going to move together as a family. You see what I'm saying? Nobody gets condescended to. No one is second class in Christ. We are all equal, but some of us have different talents and different abilities in different areas, and some of them have to be developed and exercised. So I urge you to just stay put and keep coming. How about that? Is that fair? Okay. Theme verse today, take out your outline, your program is listed on top of the, ver the uh, outline from John 10. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now that verse certainly asserts that God does speak, right? And it asserts that we can hear him to the degree that we can respond in fact. And this issue is crucially important to Christians who want to please God with their life choices. Who should I marry? What career path should I follow? How should I parent? How should I spend? There's some very important issues that we want God's guidance. The Bible does provide much direction for us. But sometimes we need specific answers to certain questions. Can you agree with that? Can we receive individual, personal, direct, clear, 
communication. Or put more simply, does God speak to people? And many in our church believe that he does and have had this experience. And I will be reading their experiences throughout this message this morning and likely throughout this series. But I want to point out some ways, and I'll start biblically, of course. God speaks to reach the unsaved. Romans 8.30. And having chosen them, he called them to come to himself. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. So God chose you, then he spoke to you. We come to faith by being called to faith, individually and personally to come to God. We are invited singularly, supernaturally into a relationship with him by the Holy Spirit. You all know this story from 1 Samuel. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. He was a young boy at this time. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. But if you know the context of this story, God called him a couple of other times and Samuel thought it was the priest calling. And he said, what do you want? What do you want? And the priest said, I think that's God calling. And when he calls your name, say, speak. Your servant is listening. You see, it's God's voice that awakens us spiritually. And hearing his voice is an experience that introduces us into a personal, dynamic relationship with a spiritual person, God. That voice may be heard in the room. It may be heard inside your head. But the voice of God will come to you. And when God calls to us, it's not to recite a set of facts or list out theological beliefs that we must accept to become Christians. Because the fundamental nature of faith, of Christianity, is a relationship between God and people, not merely an agreement about biblical principles. Gail's story. I was very discouraged hearing about having a relationship, in quotes, with Jesus. How do you have a relationship with someone not flesh and blood? I tried, but always failed. I blurted out, I guess I don't know you then. Audibly, he said, you may not know me, but I know you. And that's where it begins. God's Spirit comes to us and speaks. He initiates the intimate relationship that follows. Close relationships require communication, don't they? So I, now don't be punching the person beside you. But yes, close relationships require two-way communication. 
And when we're born again, God makes this two-way communication, even continual communication possible. How? Say it louder. By placing the Holy Spirit permanently within us. And that makes the link, it establishes the link permanently. Has God spoken to you? Has he reached you? Has he called you to come to him? God also speaks to reveal himself. Look at John 17, 3. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you. Now, that word know is, it's a Greek word, Gnosko, but it's based on a Hebrew word that actually means experience. It's actually talking about a, a, an intimacy, a physical intimacy. So this is the way to have eternal life, to know you. It's not just a cognitive issue. The only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. See, having eternal life doesn't only mean that you were born again. It includes that. It begins with that. But it refers to living with a spiritual, eternal nature that wasn't there before. And so this spiritual, eternal nature lives within the physical one in this world. So you're living eternal life right now. It's not, eternal life is not merely a reference to what happens after you pass away into heaven. But living with eternal life is dependent on having a growing relationship with God, knowing him in ever greater ways. Again, knowing God means more than possessing information about him. It refers to experiencing him immediately. You know, that all of these celebrities, you can read on, on, online or in magazines. I guess they still print magazines. I don't know. And you can know all kinds of facts about people, but you don't know them. You haven't experienced them. You haven't even talked with them. Well, you can know information about God and not know him in an eternal way. Every relationship, every relationship requires many experiences to grow. But God must reveal himself to us because spiritual truth isn't just figured out. God said his ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. So the Holy Spirit has to reveal who God is, what he's like. And when we experience that revelation, it stays within and it changes us. 2 Corinthians 2, 14, Isaiah 55, 8. I signed up for ancestry. And if you signed up with, for, with ancestry, 
they'll contact you now and then and give you new information about yourself. Did you know that? So I received a note this week. And they said, we have a new trait. We have discovered a new trait about you. And I thought, well. So I clicked that thing. I opened it up. And it said, you are very likely a picky eater. Where's my wife? Is she in here? And so I told my wife, I said, I got a, I did, got a new trait. She said, oh, you did. What was it? I said, it said I'm a picky eater. She says, well, that's no surprise. <laughs> but I'm not a picky eater. <laughs> I like everything as long as you can put gravy on it. <laughs> So God communicates with his children to let us know him just as he did Moses. Look at this. He revealed his character to Moses. I don't like that translation. Who has a different word than character in your Bible? Y'all are relying on me, aren't you? His ways. I think that's a better translation. This says in the New Living, which I generally like, but not in this instance. He revealed his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The NIV and many, many other translations use the word, use the word ways. And ways is a Greek word uh, from a Greek word, derek. And it means a road walked, a course of life, a mode of action. The, the Living Bible, which is not bad, says the will and nature of God, which I think comes closer. But you see, you can read about God. You can even observe the deeds of God. And that Greek word actually means an exploit or work of God. But see... Seeing the deeds of God, reading about the deeds of God, reveals his actions, but it doesn't tell you his nature, his motivation, or his personality. And a relationship requires you to know something of those things. Moses knew God's ways, because according to Exodus 33:11, inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Does God speak to you that way? He will. He will. And look at verse 13 of the same chapter. And Moses said back, if it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways. And see, that is ways from new in the New Living. So that I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. You, you understand what that means about knowing someone's ways. You, when, you're, when you're married, 
It takes a while to know someone's ways. Is that right? But when you know their ways, you, you know how to find favor, right? Like if you know your wife's ways, you know she doesn't really prefer you to hang up your dirty clothes on the floor. You know that she doesn't think that it's her task to wash every dirty dish that's ever created in the house. You know something of their personality, you see. You know what will please them. That's knowing their ways. And you don't come by that quickly, do you? It takes some study, some watching, yes, but some experiencing this person so you know their motivations, you know their personality, you know their identity. Well, God wants us, not only Moses, but us to know him because he created us not just as worshipers to stand at a distance. He created us as children in intimate relationship with him, in close friendship. And that includes now on this earth, but also in preparation for the future. And it requires regular communication. Here's Michelle's story. At age 10, I moved across the country and did not know anyone. I was very lonely at school. I prayed one night, crying out to God. He said, talk to me, I am your friend. It was the first time I ever heard him. It changed my life. I knew from that moment he was more than just a big, powerful God up in heaven. He was my friend with me and approachable. And when I was at school, I would talk to him in my head. He kept me company, and I learned that he cared about me so much, even to just chat. God's Spirit speaks to us continually. He whispers insight so we can understand God better, so we can know him. Jeff wrote this. Soon after accepting Jesus, I was driving down Woodruff Road. That's faith producing. <laughs> and confused about how God can be everywhere, answering prayers in Greenville and Paris at the same time. I asked God, how can you do that? As if he were in the back seat, he clearly spoke to me saying, you are judging me by human standards. It was an aha moment that brought me peace and has prompted me to pray every day for God to help me better understand him. What has God revealed to you about himself? He might be revealing something right now. It's interesting, too, he reveals something that usually is appropriate for our particular circumstances, doesn't he? God speaks to require a response also. You see, when God has a plan for a person or for a nation, he speaks to the person he has selected for the task directly. 
in a way that that person can understand and won't miss. When God speaks, a response is unavoidable. And the condition of the person's heart and the strength of that person's faith will be revealed in his or her response. Examples include Moses being called to lead Israel out of slavery, out of a burning bush. He couldn't miss that message. Exodus chapter 3, Acts chapter 7. And then what about Noah? God said, okay, I'm going to flood the world, but you are going to create a boat on dry ground. And the instructions were very specific, and it was a very huge assignment in order for the flood to be survived, Genesis chapter 6. We see similar statements from God that require response in the New Testament, particularly in the Christmas story, which illustrates the response of a teenager. Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin named Mary, and he explained what was about to happen, and she would become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true, though it was a very threatening assignment. And then the angel left her. See, God not only speaks about salvation matters or matters of worldwide significance through supernatural means. He also speaks to each one of us to protect, to direct, to grow us personally, sometimes to challenge us to make a change in our lives. But God always cares about us. He's aware and He's concerned about everything that concerns us. Another woman's story from our church. My physicians told me to end my pregnancy as I was high risk and near death. God told me that He would take care of my daughter. She was born at 26 weeks, weighing one pound, seven ounces. She is now a senior at USC Honors College and has no lifelong medical issues. She is studying to be a neonatal nurse, and she loves Jesus. Has God spoken? Is God speaking to you in a way that requires a response? The way you respond will reveal your faith. God speaks also to respond to requests. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, another familiar verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding, on your own opinions, on your own ideas, on your own preferences, on your own plan. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. That's pretty specific, isn't it? 
The Bible gives us guidance in a lot of areas, but sometimes we need a very specific answer, don't we? Sometimes we need from God a direct answer to a direct question. At times, we're asking for Him to intervene in matters that are beyond our control. I want to urge you, ask God your questions. Ask them softly, shout them out, repeat them. Ask him to provide specific direction for definite circumstances. And ask him with an expectation that he will reply. Now God answers at the time he chooses. And he answers according to his will and not ours. When you make a request of God, here's a question. Are you willing to accept his decision? When we ask God to make our plans successful, we may not receive the response we want to hear. Sometimes but we may not receive that response. When we ask God for guidance so that we can align our lives with His will, so that we can adjust our lives to His plan, the Bible says we will hear from Him clearly. James chapter 1. It's, it's on the screen, but I'm going to read it from the New Living. Beginning at verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So even if you think, I should have known better, He's not going to refuse to respond because you've made a mistake or because you've been hard of hearing before. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Not yourself, not your friends, not this culture, not this world. Do not waver, not being able to make up your mind. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. God may not answer if we haven't already decided we will respond. Another story. I was engaged to be married at the time. I was struggling with what God was asking of me. One day I heard him say to me, you do not need to be married to this man 
or any other man right now. I ended the relationship feeling secure, loved, and confident that God had a much better plan for me. And He does. It gets bigger every day. Are you asking God for an answer? Will you obey the direction He gives? Next week, we'll look at the many different ways that God communicates to us. But I'd like for you to keep giving me your experience. Have you heard from God? What did He say? And what resulted? You can sign your name. You can, sometimes this morning I had the full name. Sometimes I didn't. You can put your name. You can put your initials. You can put nothing. And I'll continue to use your responses throughout this series if I receive ones that fit. You can submit your responses to brookwoodchurch.org slash hearing God. And for those of you who said, I don't like to write anything online, cards are available at the information desk for manual responses. I urge you, send them in. Let me have them. Because each person's experience encourages others in this room. Because it's not only a pastor that can hear. It's just people that love God that he's speaking to. Our care volunteers will be here at the front. They'll be in the care connection room. Keep asking. God will answer. Father, we thank you for this word. Speak so we can hear, Lord. Sometimes we're hard of hearing. Sometimes we're confused. Sometimes we don't think we can recognize when it's your voice and when it's our own. Help us, God. Help us to hear so we might grow in our intimacy with you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. Thanks for joining us for this week's Sunday Message Podcast. Coming up in our next episode, we'll continue the series, Hearing God, with a message titled, Ways God Speaks. To prepare, read Job chapter 33, verses 14 through 18. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave a review so that others can discover how they can have a transformed life in Christ. Thanks for listening and have a great week.